Hello and welcome to Florida Foodie. I'm Candice Campos. And I'm Lisa Bell. Today's guest is the executive pastry chef at Carib Royale Resort in Orlando, known for making elaborate chocolate creations, such as an 11 foot tall, 850 pound <laughs> model of the Saturn V rocket to celebrate its anniversary. We are so excited to be joined today by Chef Joshua Kane. Thank you so much for joining us today and bringing so many treats oh, with you. Oh, of course. You can't come out having chocolate. I mean, hey, that's what I'm known for. This so. is I guess we great. could say that you're Cocoa for chocolate. Yeah. Get we're going to have to change this to cocoa. the Cocoa Podcast. Oh, I like okay. that. So we're yeah. going to have lots of those guests. I am one of those guests. <laughs> very so. funny. Um, so this is very interesting when you think of pastries and chocolates, you don't necessarily think of what we're seeing on our table today. What is this? So, you know, I like to start from what chocolate is, and a lot of people don't realize, I mean, it's a fruit from a tree, but this fruit actually grows off the side of the tree in the trunk, and it starts off with a little tiny flower, almost looks like a micro orchid. I mean, it's very, very small, you know, and then it gets pollinated by this little uh, bug called a midge, right? And then you get these cocoa pods. This one's been freeze dried. Okay. Now, the the ones in nature when they're fresh, you know, they're all sorts of different colors. I mean, reds and yellows and purples, kind of like what I have here on the table. Um, and then you open them up. It's kind of like almost, I would say, like kind of like a um, a pumpkin, right? That flesh, kind of like that. You open okay. it up, and inside, you know how you have the seeds of the pumpkin. Well, inside the cocoa pod, you have this sack of you know cocoa beans that are connected all together, and then you can pull them out individually. And now they look like this. This is actually some that have been that uh, mucilage has been taken off, and then these have been dried. And then what you end up with this is you take this and you crack them, and then that becomes the cocoa nibs. And then there, you make the chocolate from the the nibs. So if I wanted to eat fruit, technically chocolate <laughs> counts is what you're, is what I heard basically. <laughs> exactly. Right exactly. Yes. Uh, now does. A yellow pod, the chocolate from a yellow pod tastes different than the chocolate from an orange one or a green one? Now, there are different varieties. So you have the Criollo, which is, you know, one of the rare. Um, you have Trinitario, and then you have uh, Forestero. Forestero is what you're going to use the most of. That's what you're going to see. That's where you get a lot of the, the, the bulk um, commodity of chocolate. You know, the Trinitario is, is a very nice one. The Criollo, you find in certain areas, certain regions, it's, it's a little bit more rare, and it's not a very high-output chocolate. Now, do they not only taste different, but is it also, do you have to work with them differently depending on what type of chocolate it is? Well, depending how the chocolate's been manufactured, um, you know, some can have higher cocoa butter contents in them and some can have lower, you know, so I like one that's, you know, kind of right in the middle. They call them drops, right? So you have a five drop, that's going to be super fluid. You have a three drop, that's going to be right in the kind of the middle. That's where I like to hit. You know, and a one drop that has its applications for certain things, but you can't do everything with it. You know, the three uh, three drop, you know, it's, it's nice and fluid, but it sets up nicely. It's, you know, it's nice and viscous as well. You know, the one drop, you know, I would use for something if I was making like a really thick ganache, I need to be able to pipe and it would be nice and firm. So I love the science behind this. We yeah. all love chocolate, but right. who knew that so much actually goes into each and every piece of chocolate you're yeah, eating. Absolutely. So how did you get into all of this? I mean, where what was that spark that started you saying, I'm I'm gonna do sweets, I'm gonna be a pastry. When chef. you were like six years old, were you just eating like Hershey bars nonstop? Like <laughs> so so it's funny. So I, I didn't realize this. I mean, my first job was in actually a kitchen. You know, I was 14 years old. I was working in the kitchen. You know, I did culinary first. I was like, oh, I kind of like this. So I decided to get my culinary degree and went to school and you know, I worked in different restaurants around North Carolina and I did that for about 10 years. 
But a part of uh, schooling, I had pastry classes. And I was like, oh, I kind of kind of like the pastry side of things. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked into going to school. I went to Johnson & Wells in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was the first, uh, I was the first graduating class from that uh, campus. Wow. And, you know, for me, chocolate and sweets is something that I didn't realize until I got older that I did this a lot with my great aunt. You know, everybody was in the kitchen, you know, and my grandmother was cooking, but my great aunt was the one who always made all of the desserts. And I was right there. I'm like, I'm oh, yeah. helping her out. And I always had a huge sweet tooth. Uh, we used to go pl- pick our own blueberries and strawberries and, you know, that was just what we did. We'd always go to the farms to get all our, our produce and our food and then we'd go home and we'd process it and make cobblers and all sorts of stuff with it. Well, it's one thing, too, to make something that tastes delicious, but the way you make it look is equally <laughs> as geometry. important. Yeah, I mean, you know, lesson two. And just so our viewers know, this Although it looks like a cocoa pod, you actually made this. This is all chocolate. This is the real deal. This is what you made out of chocolate. So one of the things I do, uh, you know, is I actually make molds as well. You know, so if I want to make something out of chocolate and I maybe I want it to have certain details, I'll create my own molds. So I use silicone. I use different, um, you know, thermoforming uh, techniques to make different plastic molds and stuff like that to create what I want to out of chocolate if I can't do do it by hand. Do you have a 3D printer? Um, I have I have a thermo like a vacuum forming machine to do that. Um, I do not have a 3D printer, but I am Yet. working on a laser actually. Wow! So that's something that I can do. Um, you know, with chocolate as well, I can create a slab of chocolate and do some interesting details in there that I might not be able to quite get. You know, by hand. So did you have to call NASA and ask for the Saturn V blueprints to make your <laughs> mold for that? How did that come no. about? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Whenever I start the the creative process, I always look at ideas. I I see things and I'm like, okay, how can I take this and a you know, sheet of paper and a slight little tiny drawing, how can I scale it up to what I want it to be? Mm-hmm. So I did that. I looked at all the different things of rocket, the rocket and, you know, I looked at it kind of like its overall scale and then I'm like, okay, well then I actually kind of created a scale from, I think it's like a 145th or something size of the actual rocket, but oh I'm not, don't hold me to that. But um, <laughs> I, I start to yeah. take those drawings and I actually draw out the full size thing and I scale it up to what I want it to be. Um, you know, same thing with the train yeah. that I made. I, I did that, and you know, the rails are actually a seven and a half gauge rail. You know, I created a mold of that. So We're that not way talking it's about perfect. a model, like yeah, a little tiny talk about model train. Because <laughs> yeah. it is on display from time to time at the resort, but we're talking thirty-two feet long. Thirty-two feet, sixteen hundred pounds of chocolate. I mean, and and most of the time, I spend more time explaining that yes, every part of that is chocolate. I mean, even to the little like bolting of of, you know, the typical train. All the little details. details. Everything. Yeah, and that's one thing that, you know, there's a lot of engineering that goes into it. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, right? Um, I like this guy, Lisa. But (laughs) I I, I teach my chocolatier, Maria, like I teach her, and that was the first time she did anything like this. I teach her, I'm like, look around the kitchen. What do we have that we can create something that we're trying to accomplish? So, you know, like the smokestacks are like Bain Marie's from the kitchen. I use saute pans for the the wheels, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm using things that are around to try to get that form and shape. And then a lot of it's handwork and a lot of it's some different stencils and things like that. And I cut out and, you know, there's just so many different techniques to go into that to make it look real and true to form. What's the most aggravating part of the process? Because I can ask you what's the most exciting part. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes when you're you're sizing these things and you're also working yeah. With chocolate, not with, you know, wood. A lot of trial and error. Yeah, I yeah. mean, te- temperature matters, weight yeah. matters, all that matters. Like, So what's that thing that you're just like, maybe the one thing you you were not the most excited about? <laughs> Probably moving it because moving it. that's when it's so stressful. <laughs> yeah, and, and the biggest thing yeah. with that is everybody, that's when everybody comes around and 
gets in your way and they're like, to watch. oops, and I'm like, <laughs> like hey, you're, you're funny, yeah. but you don't know what I'll do right now. No, I'm just when but that's, you, it's hard moving it. It really is. And I have to imagine when you, you know, have the plan to make something like a 32-foot-long train, you, everywhere you go, you start looking at objects as potential molds. You Absolutely. know, whether you're at the store, just driving down the street, like, oh, maybe I could use that yeah. to create this. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because this year we added Santa sleigh and the reindeer, you know, 34 feet long, like literally nine reindeer, full sleigh. Because and, the train wasn't enough. Yeah. Well, I had, to, I, had to, I had to, you know, make it look right on the in our lobby because, it, you know, it was just one-sided last year. And then this past year I decided to add to the other side. And, you know, so I, Maria had seen how we, you know, created the train. So as she's sitting there, she starts thinking of these things. Oh, what if we do this? What is it? And I'm like, it kind of was like, all right. Okay, okay. So she learned we'll something that. and she started yeah. doing things and it worked. It really did. And, you know, for that, I built these things really substantial so that they can last this test of time. And, you know, one of the jokes was, I was like, listen, if, if this sleigh will hold me, it's going to hold the Santa that I'm about to put in it. So I actually, you know, literally got in the sleigh and sat in Santa's seat. No, it's that so strong. It's that strong, yeah. Um, and so every year is the plan to add to this display? So those two pieces um, are giving me the length that I need and the mm -hmm. spots that are going to be. Those will be the footprints that will stay. Now, what I'll do is I'll add filler pieces. So this next year I might add a snowman. I might add, mm -hmm. um, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. But not yeah. just, you know, small. I'm talking about, like, giant. You know, I have this little fire and have and them no seriously. And no real fire near the chocolate. No real fire near the chocolate. No, definitely <laughs> not. number one. Yes. So. so what was also interesting, you were saying this masterpiece that you created, you actually reuse that year after year and we were a little surprised to hear that because how can you keep chocolate and have it last that long so let me ask you this if you ever go into your pantry you you get chocolate out of your pantry right mm -hmm. you get it out it looks kind of grayish right right yeah there's nothing wrong with that right okay what that means is that it's just come out of the temperature a little bit and that it's come out of temper. So what we call that is fat bloom, all right? So the, some of the cocoa butter has come to the surface and it's just not shiny as it was and you know, it's just not as pretty as it was. Mm -hmm. Melt it down, use it, eat it, it's fine. Now, if you put that said chocolate in the fridge, once you pull that out or the freezer, what's gonna happen is it's gonna sweat, okay? Especially here in Florida, it's gonna sweat. And then what that does, and this is a little science lesson for you, sugar is hygroscopic, okay? And what it's going to do is it's going to draw to those moisture droplets on top of the cocoa pod or on the chocolate, and then it'll recrystallize as the moisture then, you know, dissipates. So putting chocolate in the fridge or freezer is a huge no-no. Yeah. That is just to me. room temp. And I mean, you shouldn't mm -hmm. be having it leaving around that much anyway. You should eat it. No, it never lasts that long. <laughs> yeah, you got to enjoy it. But sometimes it. people That's actually true. like it. You know, they'll put, you know, say Girl Scout cookies in the freezer because yeah. they like it cold, yeah. especially in Florida. Yeah. No, that's... I mean, it's heartbreaking to you. Out of the, the freezer. If that's what you like, that's what you like. Okay. I mean, but, you know, if, if you're going to have a, a truffle that you're going to buy or bonbons that you're going to go buy, a really high-end, you know, chocolate shop or something like that, no, you want to make sure that you're enjoying them. They're, they're there, and those don't have that long of a shelf life, you know. You want to make sure that you're enjoying them at their freshest, so you know. So this train stays at room temperature year-round. Yep. How long do you think it will last? Ooh, um... If That's all goes goal. well, I would say, I mean, it's almost this year, uh, this December will be two years old. Uh -huh. You know, I think it would last eight years or more. So you, just, you just have to kind of give it a couple little dustings and yeah. a little extra we little, yeah. little TLC. Yeah, we cover it. And what happens over time, the, the cocoa butter will lose some of its pigments. So what we'll do is we'll come back and we'll airbrush and uh -huh. we'll, you know, make sure that it looks fresh and looks like it did when we first made it. Yeah. You know. So you, so you're creating, but you're also working on a project actually creating your own chocolate. So yeah. re like formulating yes. for your own chocolate. So What's that process like? 
back in October, I was uh, I had uh, the chance to go to France, and uh, the company I was with, uh, they approached me. They said that, hey, you know, would you be interested in formulating your own chaga? It's called their Or Noir program, and this is through Barry Calibo. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I got all the information. You know, they kind of told me what the usage would be and and stuff like that. And you know, I pitched it to my boss, and he's like, that sounds amazing. Like, who's doing that around here? And you know, there's not too many people that that are doing that. So. We got to the day, we get on the plane, we fly over there, and in, it wasn't just me going and making the chocolate, it was an immersive experience, you know, so we're experiencing where we're going, we're having, you know, the food, we're seeing what's around, and, you know, um, it was really cool, because it was this old, it looked like an old house that we're in, and you basically go in there, and what you start with is taste. So, without knowing what I'm tasting, I'm tasting these different chocolate bases, right? And they're not finished chocolates, but chocolate bases using certain beans. So beans from Venezuela, beans from Peru or Bolivia or, you know, the Ivory Coast, different beans. And you're kind of picking up on different flavor profiles, you know, and, and then I would say, you know, oh, I like this or I don't like that, you know, and then that's what kind of starts the whole thing. The thing for me is like, I started tasting these things and I'm like, oh, those beans are from Madagascar. Oh, those are from Venezuela. And the, 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 the lady who was doing it, she was just like looking at me and I'm like, I'm right. She's like, yep. You know, you know your stuff. So, yeah. you know, for me, one of my favorite flavors of chocolate comes from Madagascar. I love the, okay. the way it tastes. I'll explain to you that in a second. Ooh. Why? I'm going to take you on an immersive experience Uh-oh. with chasing the chocolate. Uh-oh. Can we go to Paris to do this? Sure. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, but it was, it's really cool. So we start the process. We, we, you know, we work on the flavor profiles. We take those, and then we kind of start a formula. We kind of start with a base. We temper the chocolate once we get that base. We put all the stuff in this machine, and it kind of tempers it for us. It kind of gets it to the fluidity we're looking for. And then we taste. Okay, and then you can try, try it and say, hmm, it needs to be developed more. Or it might need this, more sugar or more cocoa content or more cocoa butter. Depends on what it is. So... I did a few dark chocolates to start off with, mm-hmm. and the first, obviously, the first revisions, I wasn't satisfied with. You know, I, I felt like they needed to be yeah. you know, revised. You've got some high standards, Josh. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't you? Yeah. So, so then what I did is then we we go in there, we tweak the formula a little bit, and we add some different things here and there, and then we scale it out, and then we go at it again, and then we temper the chocolate, create our thing, and then we taste again. And you know, the one that I actually landed on was. It had beans from Venezuela and Madagascar. It has a really nice um, flavor profile. And what I was trying to do is tie in what happens in Central Florida, what grows in Central Florida, and some of those notes. So they have a lot of fruity notes, you know, mm-hmm. red berry kind of notes, you know, kind of like plant city, plant city mm-hmm. strawberries, right? Citrus notes, the honey that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of tie that into my chocolate so it really brings it all home for what we have, you know, in Central yeah. Florida. So is that your primary chocolate that you use now day in and day out? I don't have it yet, okay. so it should be here within the month. I this just, I just I got some marketing materials for it. You know, explaining it has yes. my a picture of my formula. Yeah. It has you know my name that I created. Okay. It's the certificate of inclusive exclusivity. Yeah, if I said that right. Yeah. Um, and then it just tells about you know the Creep Royale how you can only get it there. That's yeah. the only place you can get that chocolate is at the Creep Royale. And how will you serve that? Will it be a part of a pastry? Will it be just a piece of chocolate? I mean, what what are your plans for that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they're endless. Plain so, city strawberry dipped in the chocolate. There you go. Yeah. Um, one of the things we're going to do is I got two different sizes packaging. So, like, I have like five kilo bags, which I'll use for my production. I'll use it in my chocolate machine, and I'll use it in my everything from brownies to bonbons to truffles. And then I'll have one kilo versions that 
you know, if we have site visits that come to the hotel or if we have VIP guests or if we have a chocolate experience, they're going to take that with them. So they can have our chocolate with them. So, you know, so it's a small little bag and then they can take that and use it however they would like. So when you're, ta- when you're trying these different tastes and you're trying to like, you know, formulate and figure out what do you, what do you, how do you cleanse your palate? Yes. Milk? No, no, no just milk. <laughs> no milk. A lot of water. Water, yeah. okay. Yeah, because okay. okay. some, some of the beans and some of the chocolates, they're almost kind of like wine. It's, it's very, you know, regional. Okay. So you have certain beans, and I mean, the flavors are just so distinct. And, you know, some of these chocolates, if they have a higher percentage of cocoa mass in them, they'll dry your palate out. I mean, you'll be tasting it. It's like drinking a, a red wine that's very, very dry. Mm. So, you know, I'm constantly, you know, drinking water, cleaning the palate, and then, you know, going back in and, you know, trying it again. So... You ready to go around the world and do a taste test? Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's <laughs> we'll say we haven't even tried any chocolate yet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's try some. So I have a few different milk chocolates, a few different dark chocolates, and these are a little bit interesting. So these are like white chocolate, right? But okay. they're not technically chocolate because they don't have the cocoa mass, but they have the cocoa butter, they have the lessons, and they have a lot of the ingredients that, you know, make it like work like chocolate, but it's not technically chocolate. Okay. Now these are fairly new to the market and this is, is what's called raspberry inspiration and this is passion fruit inspiration. And the way those are made are with dehydrated raspberries and passion fruit and it's, so it's very, very like a punch of flavor. And it's very mm-hmm. unique because it allows us to be able to create different items, you know, that we couldn't do before. So, um, and, and then- do they melt and all that stuff just kind of the same? Yep, you melt, temper them just like you would do like a white chocolate. Okay. Um, so the temperature is a little bit lower for those. Um, the milk chocolate, so you're, you're going to work with those around 28, 29 degrees Celsius. The milk chocolate, you're going to do about 29. And then the dark, you'll do about 30 to 31. You know, so there's a, those, you know, you got to take a little bit more care with okay. um, as far as melting them and working with them. Now, I have a couple of chocolates here, Araguani and then Manjari. Now, the Araguani, Araguani okay. this one actually is a Venezuelan chocolate. Okay. Okay. Are we, okay, do you want me to smell this? Or no, I want you to try it. Okay. <laughs> were we supposed to close our eyes? Oh, no, wait. We're, no. We'll, we'll get okay. there. Oh, we'll get there. We're, we're closing our eyes yeah. with another one. So, okay. Now, this, try it now? Yep, yeah, go ahead and try So this chocolate is a really nice chocolate. It's delicious. This one... I dark chocolate. This chocolate actually comes from a specific region in Venezuela, right? Okay. So oh. now... What it's doing is it's actually picking up some of the flavors of things that are growing around it. I've tasted chocolates that, you know, have tasted like coconut because coconuts are being grown in that region or coffee or anything like that or citrus or honey. It picks up some of those notes, right? I'm That's what to figure out what this one is. I feel like it's coffee and citrus. Citrus is, mm-hmm. you know, is I definitely felt, there. It's all the tanginess to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. I might be just no, talking about it, mean, but you know what? <laughs> it's, it's your palate. You know, you might taste something a little bit differently than I taste. This is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this one is one of my favorite. Wait, I need my water. <laughs> yes. Got to cleanse my palate. What's your favorite thing to have with chocolate? Chocolate. More chocolate. More chocolate. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> now. Do you mix chocolates? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, they even have chocolates that come in with, like, a blend of beans. So, like, the chocolate I did is a blend of beans. It's not a, a origin is what they call it, where this is, like, a single origin bean you know, you're only getting the beans from that region only. The beans I had were from Venezuela oh, and Madagascar to create my chocolate. So it's a blend of beans, okay. right? Now this one, you know, you smell that. Okay. 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 Now, you got to wait. No, no. <laughs> well, you got to you gotta listen to the, you got to listen to the rules here. Don't, okay. Don't jumpstart. Now, what you're going to do okay. is you're going to take a bite. Okay. Okay. You're going to get it, let it melt on your tongue. 
Am I nervous? Okay. <laughs> okay. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna. My assistant says this is, is funny, but it works. Okay. You're gonna take it once you get it melted on your tongue. You're gonna smack the tongue against the roof of your mouth, and what it's gonna do is it's gonna aerate it. It's like okay. swishing wine, right? It's like aerating your wine. Take a okay. bite, let it melt, smack your tongue. Yep. Then, then, okay. Most important part. Once okay. you get there, close your eyes, think a bit, and they kind of think about what's going on with these flavors. Okay. I promise not to make faces. Okay. Is it malted yet? Mm -mm. Hmm. I can tell you what I taste, though. Let me close my eyes and tell you. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's something. There's something more there, right, than the cocoa notes that you're getting. I taste banana. Okay, you can open your eyes now. So, this this Maybe orange. Okay. I just know. Banana orange. I have orange. I'm so bad at this mm. game. I'm gonna go with. Um, what know. is that? Maybe is it passion fruit? It's on the table. Think red fruits. Strawberry. Currants, strawberry, cherries. Cherries. It's a very fruity chocolate, and and this actually comes from. That's Madagascar. at the end. Yeah, you get it after mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. The more it melts. Yep. And that's one of my favorite flavors, and that's what mm. I actually add is those Madagascar beans mm -hmm. into the chocolate I created mm -hmm. because it gives you that fruitiness. These you know? are pretty similar, though. That yeah. one's a little more tart, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Was she right about the banana? Yeah, you can get banana notes in there as well. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting what you try different weird chocolates. Faces? You know, and and you look at uh, the percentage of chocolate, right? It's you know, you'll see, oh, this is a seventy percent chocolate. Mm -hmm. Well, those seventy percent chocolate by this manufacturer and a seventy percent chocolate by this manufacturer, those percentages are are two different things. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have one that has, you know, this much cocoa mass, this much sugar, and then this much, you know, whatever else, right? And then mm -hmm. the other one can have this much cocoa mass, this much sugar. It, that seventy percent is all variable. The berries are when I mm -hmm. when I bite it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But there's I a lot, like, like I said, yeah. you get that a lot of different. really fruity afterward. Like, yeah. I'm feeling a lot of fruit. Yeah, you get a lot more than just, oh, that's that's a good chocolate. No, this is like, wow, okay, there's something going on there. What else am I, what am I tasting with this? You know? so, do you, so you intertwine all these different chocolates depending on what dessert you're making. Yeah. Absolutely. I would use this, obviously, if I'm doing something with fruit, I would use this with raspberries or some yeah. kind of red notes, red fruit mm -hmm. notes to then kind of tie in with that chocolate. So... What's your favorite dish, chocolate dish? Yes. Ooh. If you were going to serve a dessert to, I don't know, someone very, us. What's, no. <laughs> what's your, someone if it was your last favorite. thing yes. you're going to have? What would you make? Oh, man. There's so many different things, but one of them, like, I can, I can tell you some flavor combinations. So chocolate and raspberry is one of those flavor yes. combinations. Yes. But we, I recently created a dessert where we do caramelized hazelnuts and we did a caramelized hazelnut praline center yeah. with oh. a raspberry jam and then a raspberry mousse. And oh my gosh, it was just, just amazing. How like, are you not 8,000 pounds? <laughs> I work at a big resort. <laughs> I do a lot of walking. A lot of so. walking. Do you sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and say, I got it. I'm going to combine this stuff. Yeah. This, I need it. Usually like, it's on the drive home. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you have a little notepad or something? Yeah, so. <clears throat> okay. We can try this or no? Sure, yes. So, okay. Now, I don't know if you can tell in the light, but two different milk chocolates, yeah. okay? This okay. one's Havara, this one's Bahibe, okay? Now, if you can kind of see, they do look different, 
This one seems darker. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So um, what they kind of consider this is like a, a dark milk chocolate. Okay. Right. And what that means is there's more cocoa mass in the milk chocolate. Um, so it, this one's going to be a little bit, probably a little bit sweeter tasting. This one's going to have a little bit more of those cocoa notes, more like a dark chocolate, but you still get that richness from the milk chocolate. Okay. So it's very, like I said, very interesting. The, the milk chocolate that I created was based off my dark chocolate, mm -hmm. and it is kind of like what you would classify a dark uh, milk chocolate. That's good. So what's next? What's what's the next thing on your on your to do list? Because you're also competing on top of you know creating your own chocolate and the resort and all that stuff. You're also on the Food Network. Yeah, uh, Spring Baking Championship. Yeah. So episode seven aired last night. So yeah, still on it. Um, okay. What's that been like? It's uh, interesting. It's one of those things like it's a lot more challenging than I could possibly ever imagine. I knew it was mm -hmm. going to be tough going in, but it's I mean. It's legit. You're right there, and whenever you see this, yeah. that's that's when we find out. That's when we go, and and then we we just have you know our time allotted to create, and you know you can have every plan in the world, but if something goes wrong, then you got to be able to react real quick. Are, are, are you doing showing up at the resort? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the uh, yeah. <laughs> last week my brother was staying at the resort, and uh, you know I was out there. I was walking by the pool, and he was out there, and I was talking to him, and somebody came back and like. Are you, are you Josh Kane? I'm like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they actually recognized me uh, from the show. So I was that's like, that's awesome. pretty cool. So Yeah, you do, do you normally do chocolate? Do you try to stick as much to the chocolate world as possible? Chocolate is what I'm passionate about. Right. I, you know, we have the pastry side of things mm -hmm. as well. You know, I do a lot of desserts. I've done a lot of cakes in my, my time, uh, you know. But chocolate is what really hits home mm -hmm. for me. Um, so you can kind of tell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm actually expanding my chocolate room right now because we quickly have outgrown that space. So I'm, yeah. I'm working on expanding that to to make it where we can do actually classes and, and bring guests that in. They can pay to take these classes and, and come see what we do and create these things that you see on the table. You know, so that's something we're developing right now, and um, I'm working on that and getting that kind of moved over. And yeah, it's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Just there's all these new adventures for you, which is just so cool. It, keep, it keeps the passion alive, which I yeah, think Yeah, and is my biggest thing is I'm, I'm to the point now, you know, with the creep. When I got there, obviously, we're, you know, coming off the pandemic. And, you mm -hmm. know, everything was just, you know, you know, just turned on end, you know, from all that. So I've been very fortunate to build this team from the ground up. And, yeah, and I, I literally have hand-plucked every person that works on my, mm -hmm. uh, my as far as my team's concerned, and everybody there wants to be there. They want to learn. They want to, you know, create. And they see what we're doing and where we're going. Because nowadays it's easier to say, oh, well, I'm just going to buy in Frozen and you just put it on a plate. I, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, we do yeah. things. We create things. We're making things that you're not going to see in a, in a resort setting. Not even some high-end chocolate shops don't even have some of the equipment that we use. You know, and I, I pride myself on that. So, You actually have 12 people on your team. Yep. Yeah. So who sets the menu? You? So me and my assistant pastry chef, so what we'll do is we'll kind of, you know, if we have a group in house or if we, you know, we're doing a new dessert, we kind of throw out ideas of things we want to try. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we start, you know, just throwing them out like a, just kind of like a, a, menu, a, a board of just ideas. Mm -hmm. Then we start to say, okay, well, we've done something like this. Let's try this. Maybe we'll, we'll do something that's, you know, seasonal, you know, using a berry or a, you know, something, whatever. And then we start to kind of develop these things. We draw out sketches. Oh, let's add this. And we kind of go back and forth. And usually that's when we get the most creative things is when we're just throwing out ideas and like, oh, what if we do this? And then, oh, let's add this in the middle of it. Oh, we need a crunch factor. Oh, okay, that works. Yeah. So, you know, we just do that and then you get some really good menu items. Sometimes you see a dessert and it looks amazing, but it doesn't always taste the best. But this tastes amazing. Yeah. I start with the taste first. 
and, and then, then work from there. And, yes. and exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah like you say, it, yeah. nothing is worse than you're like, oh, man, that looks great. And you're just like, oh, oh never mind. Yeah. Yeah. It gosh. looks great on Instagram. <laughs> There's a moment to cut into. You're like, yeah. this is dry. No, I, I like to make it taste good and then we work backwards and we make it look good at the end. All right, so our, for our viewers and our listeners who are like, okay, uh, tell us where can we have this? Where could we find your pastries and your chocolates? So we have our uh, Venetian room, which we have, uh, it's our fine dining. Uh, we have one of our signature um, dishes is actually our chocolate sphere. And what we do is we, we have a chocolate sphere that covers this dessert and it's a uh, chewy caramel chocolate tart with mm. brownie pieces inside. It has a dark chocolate gelato with a hard crunch glaze. And then we light alcohol and then pour it over it and then we melt that sphere away oh, that's cool. to reveal. Um, you know, actually working on a couple of different new uh, items that we're going to do um, for that as well uh, soon. But also in our Calypsos, we have a few desserts there and you got to have a key lime. We don't just do a standard key lime. You know, we do key lime <laughs> with a whipped yuzu ganache and a raspberry compote that goes along oh, with it. And, we're going to have to go try yeah. that. Um, awesome. But we're actually going to be getting uh, later on this year, uh, uh, our Cafe 24 is going to be going down for renovation and it's going to become the market. What's going to happen with that is going to kind of be like a European style market where you can go in there and you can get sandwiches and things like that. But also we'll have a pastry case, we'll have a gelato case, we'll have chocolates, working on custom packaging for the resort for chocolates and bonbons, all the stuff you see here having our custom packaging that we sell there retail as well. And you're working on that too. Absolutely. Before we go, I do want to try sample a few more of these sweet treats that you brought. What are we looking at here? We and is this what you could... You oh, we got to keep going. You haven't okay. even revealed the, the Cocoa oh, Pods. Oh. There's, there's more under there. <laughs> there is? Yeah. So grab one of those Cocoa Pods okay. and then lift them up. Okay. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> You're good. Yep. What, are, what is this? So this is a uh, key lime uh, okay, bonbon this. that we've made. Oh my gosh. What? Hold on. Oh, Hold don't worry. On. It keeps getting better. Mm. No. What? Wow. These They've been beautiful. under our nose the whole time. Yep. They taste amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay, the key lime. I'm sensing some cocoa. Whoa. Yep. It's amazing. This is good. I feel like I need to be in Key West right now. I don't know why I said that. Like, I'm surprised. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and then we have our raspberry, and then we have a uh, orange honey as well. So, you oh, know, this is all made in-house, you know, and, and I have two chocolatiers right now, and they just, I, I, we create, and we have fun. You know, we make all these caramels as well. How do you well. up with this? I mean, this idea. So what we do is we start off with, you know, our molds. The molds that I get actually come from Belgium, from a uh, place called Chocolate World. Same place my uh, chocolate machines come from. And they have different crazy molds. Like mm. this one has some texture to it. This one's the smooth hemisphere. And then we just, like, same thing. We start throwing out ideas. What do so we want to see with our, our chocolates? You know? To me, this is Central Florida. Oh, absolutely. Right here. The orange the and orange the honey. The orange and the honey, yep. You know, oh, it screams. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> So, wow. you know, not only just creating that, then we also do, you know, caramels. These are vanilla pear caramels that we make in-house, and these vanilla are an espresso. Pear. Yep. So these candies are all made in-house as well. You know, this is something that's really unique because we use these right now for turndown service in, our, in the resort. That's you know, so we do four different flavors. We do, the, uh, we do the vanilla pear, we do a passion fruit mango, and we do a raspberry, you know, we do a chocolate. So different flavors that we use for our turndown guests. Okay. You said this one was what? This so I was that's that's amazing. Yeah, no, this is, is uh, orange, and orange and honey. Yeah. And then what are what are in these? So what we call these are our clusters. So um, we take usually we'll take our nuts. And oh, we, hold on a second. <laughs> I know, right? That is Central Florida. That is Central Florida in a bite. Honey and Damn orange. You're good. 
I don't think you can say that on Oops, the air. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, okay, so sorry. back to the cluster. So the clusters, I have a machine, it's called a panning machine. Mm -hmm. It's a sugar panner. So imagine this big copper kind of cauldron looking thing that rotates and it has a flame that comes up around it. So I put my sugar and my water in there and then I toss in my nuts and then I actually caramelize them. Mm. Once I have them caramelized, then I take them out, we cool them. And so like this one right here, this one's a, I call it my double almond and cherry. So it's using an almond inspiration chocolate. So the chocolate itself tastes like roasted almonds and then the actual caramelized almonds and cherries. And then we have some milk chocolate with uh, peanuts, and then we have a dark chocolate almond as well. So, you know, this is something that's very unique, gives you nice textures, different flavors, um, you know, so. This reminds me of the holidays, because, I don't know, growing yeah. up, we would always have something like yeah. this around the holidays, which is delicious. Yeah. So, yeah, we do our own caramelized nuts, which is something that, you know, I, I haven't really seen those, that kind of machinery anywhere else. And yeah. it's pretty fascinating to see how it works. You, know, you have this big flame and the nuts just turning in there and, you know, you can smell mm -hmm. the caramel being created and it's really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. It's like an explosion of different mm -hmm. textures and yeah. flavors. And mm -hmm. Yeah, my favorite is the almond with the cherries because I like the nice little mm -hmm. punch that the cherries give to it. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, and that nice roasted almond flavor that you get from it as well. So possibly at the marketplace, the oh, market absolutely. you'll have you'll have yeah. a couple of these options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't bring absolutely. the kids into the market. Right. <laughs> no kidding. No. Great, <laughs> yeah. uh, great gift ideas too. Yeah. The, the packaging is going to be fantastic because we're going to have a six piece and a twelve piece, and you know we can do it where we have our bonbons. You know, have a line of we'll probably do uh, six molded bonbons and then uh -huh. we'll do six framed. So those are a different little bit different style where we actually enrobe them through our machine uh, instead of doing them in a mold. And then we'll have our truffle line that we'll do, and then we'll have a line of clusters. And then right here, we have our, our crystallized fruit jelly, also known as pat de fouille. So this- What flavors do you have over So there? I have a passion fruit mango, I have a blackberry, a pineapple, and then a raspberry. So that's something very unique. And you know, we can utilize that packaging for all these different types of mm -hmm. uh, products. They're so beautiful too. They are so beautiful. Is this done by machine or hand or? It's all done by hand. Wow. So we have a tempering machine that keeps oh, the chocolate tempered yeah. for us. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we, we take cocoa butter. So cocoa butter naturally in chocolate, right? You extrude that out, right? And what you end up on, once you extrude it, is you end up with the cocoa butter as the fat. Then you end up with this mass that then gets pulverized into what we know as cocoa powder, right? <laughs> I thought so, this was going to be more chewy. But it's so... No, yeah, it is, kinda, yeah. It's not like a gummy. It's similar no. to a gummy, but not yeah. quite like a gummy. Yeah. It's like biting into a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> So these, then we take the cocoa butter and we actually use airbrushes and we airbrush our molds mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we mold them with the chocolate and then the, the cocoa butter naturally is going to attract back to the chocolate as long as it's tempered correctly. So that's the biggest oh, part. Goodness. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming yes, in today and showcasing me. all of the beautiful items that you are making. Uh, everything is delicious. It tastes as, look as, it, as good as it looks. Thank you. Um, Congratulations on, our, on all your success. Candace and I are going to be wired for hours now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. <laughs> thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Chef Joshua Kane. You can learn more about the chef's work at caribroyale.com. You can also find the resort on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find Candace Campos on social media. She's on Twitter. Just search at CandaceNews6 and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. 
Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley, our post-production audio engineer, Chris Flora, and our director, Joe Grenion. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts on ClickOrlando.com and on YouTube. Just search for Florida Foodie.